Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And these days especially, one of the best ways to celebrate life is to curl up with a great read, and better yet, make that a great read you can share with multiple members of your family, and I'm thinking older grandchildren here. And that brings us to our guest today, Jean Luen Yang. Jean is an award-winning author of graphic novels, including American Born Chinese, Boxers and Saints, and the Secret Coder series. And although Gene has enjoyed great success with his work, he has received somewhat less acclaim as a sports enthusiast. That, however, is about to change with his latest graphic novel. It's called Dragon Hoops, and Gene's joining us today to share all about it. So hi there, Gene. Hey, Eileen. Thank you for having me. Well, I have to mention, I, I will tell the truth, we had a chance to chat a little before the show, and I told you I was so delightfully surprised by this book. I mean, you know, people might think Dragon Hoops might not be the story for them, but oh, would they be wrong, because it's, dra- it's drama-filled, there's soul-searching, there's life lessons, and really, I enjoy the basketball just as much, because I was biting my nails at the on-court drama. <laughs> so congratulations, Jean. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I was not a sports guy either before I started this book. And and really the story is kind of about how I wrap my head around sports, how I finally realized, you know, what the people around me are all so excited about. I have this one brother-in-law who is a huge 49ers fan, and his mood honestly goes up and down depending on how the 49ers <laughs> are doing. I used to make fun of him for it, but now I get it. Now I get it. Well, and speaking of that, you are quite up front. You have a, a little confessional at the beginning of the book that you are, <laughs> let's just put it this way, somewhat challenged as a sports figure in high school. Yes, I was. So, yes, I was. You oh, really you did a 180 now, with so this story. But I was not yeah. an athletic guy. You know, I'm not an athletic guy now. I was not an athletic guy when I was a kid. In uh, and, and the, and the basketball court really was this, arena of humiliation for me i was every time i went on it, something bad would happen you know i'd get jammed fingers or i'd get a ball to the head i never in a million years thought i'd spend five years of my life working on a book about basketball but i am a story guy and what i did was i, f- I found this really compelling story and it just happened to be about basketball so that's what led me into the book well, and speaking of being a story guy and a compelling story, this compelling story happens to be real life. So uh, if you don't mind sharing some of your personal experiences and, uh, again, some of the, the well, your muse, I guess you were surrounded by many muse, muses or muses or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, tell us a little bit about that because it's such a lovely, lovely story. Yeah, well, I, I was a high school teacher for 17 years. Uh, I taught at Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland, California. Uh, and there's another teacher there, a PE teacher. His name is Lou Ritchie. He's also the coach of the varsity men's basketball team. Lou and I, we'd been on the same campus for over a decade, but we weren't really friends. You know, we weren't really friends because I was a computer science teacher, so I was a nerd, and he was a jock. <laughs> we're not supposed to mix, even as adults. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to know him, and, and first I realized he's not just a jock. He's also a nerd like me. Uh, and second is he told me this crazy story. He told me this story that dates back to his days as a high school student. So Lou Ritchie is an alum of Bishop O'Dowd, 
He graduated in 1989, and when he was a junior in high school, his team made it to the California State Championship. It was played in the Oakland Arena. Uh, it was televised. This was the biggest game of his life. He's on the court with seven seconds left. Bishop O'Dowd is down by one. He somehow gets the ball in his hands. He puts it up at the buzzer. It goes through the hoop. Bishop O'Dowd wins, and he and his team and his coaches are all freaking out. They're all jumping up and down on the court. And then over the intercom comes the ref's whistle. The ref declares that lose shot, the biggest shot of his life, is invalid because supposedly the center of Bishop O'Dowd had his hand on the rim as that ball was falling through the hoop, so it was offensive goaltending. Lou tells me this story for the first time when we're in his office, uh, and he reaches over his desk and he grabs a DVD of that game from 19, the, the 1980s, and he hands it to me. He goes, Gene, I want you to take this home and watch it. You tell me if that kid's hand was on that rim. So 30 years later, he's still haunted by this moment. I took it home and I watched it, and I have to tell you, it's really hard to tell whether that kid's hand was on that rim. Uh, so Lou eventually makes his way back to Bishop O'Dowd after college. He is an assistant coach at O'Dowd. Then he becomes the head coach, the first African-American head coach of the school. Uh, and as an assistant coach and as a head coach, he leads five teams to the California State Championship. He loses all five times. The reason I followed him for the 2014-2015 season is because he had this one kid named Ivan Rabb on that team, who is now in the NBA. Because he had Ivan on that team, supposedly this was – Lou's best chance at finally redeeming that old hurt. And I followed his team because I wanted to see if he'd actually be able to do it, if he'd actually be able to pull it off. Well, you can tell just from, I mean, I, I know our listeners can hear from the, your, the way you tell the story that, yes, you are a born storyteller. That is for sure. And this book is filled with those moments. I mean, really, really wonderful lessons. And like I say, also a lot of drama. And I shared with you earlier, one of my favorite parts is, I don't know if, if, if you would say in writing, if you break the third wall, or I, I think that's a movie or a video, you know, kind of a thing, but you, you are very open about your own struggles writing some of these things because you were revealing some aspects of, I don't know, of people that you knew. Yeah, I was, I was really freaked out about that. Uh, there, there is a, a pretty big category of memoir graphic novels right now where people talk very honestly about their own lives, and I'm a big fan of them. But I never I, – I just was always really nervous about doing my own. Uh, and when I started this project, I was really expecting just to focus on the players and, and the coaches. I, I wasn't expecting to put myself in the story at all. But as the season went on, I realized, you know, I have all these weaknesses as a storyteller. I don't know much about basketball, at least I didn't at the beginning of this project. And, and also, I, you know, I grew up in the suburbs. So that team was pretty diverse. There were a lot of kids on that team that also grew up the sub, in the suburbs just like me. But there were a few of them that grew up in the flatlands of Oakland, which is, and their childhood experiences were just very, very different from mine. I felt like there was this gap so that, you know, on a certain level, I just wasn't going to be able to access or, or understand what they had gone through. And I just thought I need to be honest about this. The best way to be honest was to put myself in in the narrative as a as a character, as a cartoon character. So cartoon gene is just my way of admitting all the holes in my own perspective. 
Well, but I am going to be, play devil's, well, I don't know, maybe angel's advocate. I think you brought the story. I think you brought a rich and complexity to a graphic novel that I was just amazed to find. And also, I know personally, because of your teaching background, maybe, uh, and your own value system, I guess, but you really think that graphic novels can bring this kind of diversity and these larger social issues to people's perspective, I mean, to people's, to young readers, maybe, and to older readers. Yeah, yeah. I think I think graphic novels are a great way of talking about complex issues. At least for me, one of some of my favorite comic books and graphic novels are ones that take the ex- escapist elements that we most commonly associate with comics and graphic novels and kind of use those to explore real-world issues. Is that something that you're encountering when you're talking to other authors now is that there's kind of a wider uh, acceptance of graphic novels? Well, yeah, that's for sure. But the thing I'm thinking of is this is especially a great way to present these kinds of, you know, themes and elements to maybe uh, readers who don't necessarily want to pick up a big book that doesn't have any pictures in it. You know, this is a way that you can really spread important messages, as you've done, uh, in a really delightful, engaging way to receive them. So, you know, I'm a big fan, and I could go on and on, but, Gene, I know you have a very hectic schedule today. I don't want to take too much of your time. Before we go, though, you've got a fabulous website, and according <laughs> due to the uh, shelter-in-place rules, you are doing a virtual book tour on that. So tell us a little bit about our website, where our listeners can go to find out I more am, about you. I am, I am. Uh, I was supposed to go on a two-week book tour in person to different communities oh. all over America. That, of course, got canceled because of what we're going through right now. So my publisher and I, we decided to do the tour as a series of cartoons. So on Instagram, my Instagram handle is just my name, Jean Luen Yang, G-E-N-E-L-U-E-N-Y-A-N-G. So on, on Instagram, I'm doing a cartoon book tour, which means uh, I'm doing a series of strips uh, talking about all the stuff that I would have talked about in person. Well, you're doing that, and then also for your older fans like me, you also have a website. I do, I do. So my website is jeanluenyang.com, uh, G-E-N-E-L-U-E-N-Y-E-N-G.com. So there I'm talking about Dragon Hoops. I'm also talking about I have this other project coming out in May uh, from DC Comics called Superman Smashes the Clan, where I retell <laughs> a, a classic story from the Superman mythos where he actually fights the Ku Klux Klan. He defends a Chinese-American family against the Ku Klux Klan. It first aired Yay, in Superman. on the Superman show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gene, this has been such a great interview. Thank you so much. I really appreciate not only your work, but your time and your delightful way of sharing it with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Eileen. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're well, and I encourage all of our listeners out there, be sure you check out Gene's website. And if you're really forward-thinking, his, uh, what's it called again? Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, Instagram. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, his wonderful graphic novels and his upcoming comic book, and share them with your friends and family. Uh, obviously, we all of us don't have a lot going on right now, and Dragon Hoops, I I promise you, it's guaranteed to lift your spirits and even give you a much-needed laugh or two. Uh, and also, again, your adult, your older grandchildren. This isn't for little guys. This is for older ones, but they're going to love you for it. So uh, thank you again, Jean. And in the meantime, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>